This week marks the one-year anniversary of the Abraham Accords. The Bible tells us that there will be a peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinian people. When this occurs, it will be the start of the final seven years to the Battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Will the Abraham Accords lead to the fulfillment of Daniel 9.27? Let's talk about it. You're listening to an End of the Age Encore presentation. Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're excited that this week is a one-year anniversary of the Abraham Accords. There's a lot that happened there and that's still happening to this day. And so we thought it would be a good thing to talk about to get you up to date on the peace plan and the prophesied peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinian people. A lot of people want to know, did the final seven years begin or is it going to begin soon? Uh, we're going to dissect all that today, Doug, and hopefully uh, give everyone some clarity. Absolutely. You know, it, it was a very exciting time last year when we heard uh, the Abraham Accords. When they called it that, that's one of the things that really piqued our interest and made us like set up and take notice about it. Uh, because just these, I mean, these are just people that are secular people. They're politicians. They, uh, I mean, you know, there's history there with Abraham and the Jews and everything but just to call it this knowing what we know about Daniel 927 very interesting so very interesting yeah we get a lot of calls and questions about where are we at on the peace agreement so well where are we let's talk about it okay let's do it you want to talk about it right now sure all right let's do it what we're here for (laughs) well really where we are in an overview of everything we're we're getting closer I mean there's a lot of talk that it's going to be a continuation and there's even some new uh, Arab uh, areas that want to join on. So we're going to get in some articles and talk about that. But, you know, where we get this from, Vince, is from the Bible. It's from Daniel 9.27. You referenced it there in the tease and talked about it a little bit. But, um, you know, if if anybody's not familiar with it, today we're going to kind of talk about that and break it down a little bit in between these articles. Uh, but l- let's start off just by reading Daniel 9.27, give everybody an idea of where we're coming from on this. Okay, it says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Yeah, so without going into a whole lot of of a Bible study here and and, uh you know, theology, we can just briefly explain that the prophecy that he there in verse 27 is referring to the Antichrist. And one of the things that we get a lot of times is, well, the he there is not the Antichrist, that's Jesus. Because they say Jesus is the one that confirmed the covenant and he's the one that stopped the animal sacrifices. Well, that's really not true because the animal sacrifices didn't stop after Jesus was crucified. They're ready to do them today. Yeah, I mean, they were having them all the way up until the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D. They were still having animal sacrifice. So for one thing, that's not true because of that. Now, we as Christians know we don't need 
uh, to have sacrifice. Jesus was that sacrifice one time for all time. So we know that. But the Jewish people, uh, they didn't recognize that Jesus was their Messiah. And so they carried on with this. And so we know that from, from that part, as well as the fact that it says that he also causes the abomination of desolation. And Jesus didn't do that. But the Antichrist will. And we see that also in other places in Daniel, Daniel 11, uh, 31 and Daniel eleven thirty six, and uh, also other places in the Bible. So we know for a fact, without going into an extensive Bible study here, that, that he there is the Antichrist. And the covenant... Yeah, because I was going to ask you like the covenant part because it's like, just based off of this alone, the covenant, that, yeah. how do we conclude with it's the beginning of the final seven years? Right. So... The covenant, what the covenant is, is it's actually Israel's right to be in that land, their right to the land. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in some of the articles that we read about the final borders and things like that being established. So it's Israel's right to exist in the land that they're in right now. So that was given to them by God. And that's one reason why this is called the Abraham Accords, because Abraham is the one that God promised this to back in Genesis. You want to read that? Yeah, it's uh, Genesis fifteen eighteen. And the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Okay, so, so there we see this covenant is God's promise that the land will forever be the descendants of Abraham, Israel. Uh, and, and so we see that the confirmation of the covenant will be uh, when the Antichrist confirms that Israel has the right to live as a nation in the land that God promised Abraham. And so he's going to confirm this. this that's one of the things that we get a lot of times confirming this covenant. Uh, when he does this, this will mean that they're going to have that right to exist. And there's certain things that we're looking for. So the Abraham Accords... By itself, what's happening right now, it is part of what we believe is going to happen, but it's not the final seven years. So just because we had this happen last year, pieces of it are coming together, and it looks like they're building on it. Okay, But the thing is, there's, there's five things that we're looking for, five things that are prophesied that we need to happen in order to understand that we're in that. Uh, well, and we probably don't have time to go into those five before the break because we got a break coming. Yeah. So you'll have to stick around if you want to know what those five things are. We'll go to it in depth. I do want to remind you that if you're on Facebook, now's a great time to share the video to uh, give us a heart instead of a thumbs up. The heart helps us out. Break through the algorithm and tell Facebook that we're legit. We're not some um, you know random video that just started. We've been on Facebook for over a decade. And we're here to broadcast for totally free. So uh, share the video. Help us get the message out. It goes a long way in uh, reaching your friends and your family and ultimately the world. You know, we have people that, that visit our website every single month from every registered nation in the world. And that's all made possible because of partners like you. You give to this ministry. You pray for this ministry. And because of that, we're able to reach the world on a monthly basis. And we're so thankful for your generous support. Many of you give on a monthly basis or one time at endtime.com slash give. And we're so appreciative of that. And that helps us make this show available for totally free every single weekday, totally free every week on television and our whole website where we have tens of thousands of hours of content 
that is absolutely free. Did I mention that it was free, Doug? Yes, you did. We're not selling the gospel. It's free. All right. Now, there are things that we make available for purchase. Um, however, you know, we do that because we've got to pay for the physical product to make that happen. We've got to pay for the people to ship it to you. We've got to pay to keep the lights on, all that stuff. Um, but for the most part, everything that we do is free. Um, so, yeah, join us. Uh, partner with us at endtime.com slash give. Your donations help us make that free. You can also call in and talk to us on the show at 877-END-TIME. So don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about those five things that are part of the peace agreement as prophesied in the Bible. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time Message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. You're listening to an End of the Age Encore presentation. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME. That's 1-877-363-8463. We would love for you to call in and be part of the show. Now, we're specifically talking about the anniversary of the Abraham Accords um, or the anniversary of a peace treaty Now, is it the peace treaty from Bible prophecy? We're going to talk about the five things that the Bible says um, are required for that peace treaty. Before we do, I do want to remind you that Dave is going to be on Jim Baker tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Central Time. Do you believe? Yes, 11 a.m. Central Time. And so uh, you can watch him live at jimbakershow.com or you can catch it on their archives. Um, But yeah, we would ask you to pray for Dave Help him uh, to have the words to speak and to do the right thing um, and let the Lord lead him in all their conversation and everything that they do. Now, um, we're excited to go on Jim Baker because Jim Baker has 
a uh, wide audience that may have never heard of End Time Ministries, and we want to be able uh, to reach into audiences all over the world. Um, so I got to tell you, um, we are willing to go anywhere. Doug, is that is that true? I mean, we've gone all over the place uh, to share this message. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not going to do anything different than what we feel like we're being called to do by God. And, you know, I mean, there was a time when Peter uh, was was told to rise and kill and eat and go have supper with some Gentiles that he didn't think he was supposed to hang out with. And look how that turned out. It was wonderful. We wouldn't have the gospel of Jesus Christ had Peter disobeyed God and not gotten up and gone to Cornelius' house who was a Roman soldier, by the way, and they were kind of scared to go there. So, you know, that's in the the book of Acts chapter 10. So we're going to do the same thing. We're going to go anywhere that we can go to get the message out and to draw people to Jesus Christ. And so I think it's a great opportunity for Dave. Uh, Brother Baxter did it um, a few times. I got to travel Mm -hmm. with him and the Jim Baker uh, folks up there are just wonderful people and treat you very well and take good care of you while you're there. And, uh, you know, Jim Baker had a lot of love and respect for uh, Pastor Baxter. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that showed not only while they did the program together, but afterwards. And uh, they even talked about making it. They, they have what they call a hall of pro- prophets that they're building up there at his resort area. And, and they're going to put a special place there for mm-hmm. Pastor Baxter. That would be pretty cool. Yep. So. Yeah, we've gone on HBO, we've gone on Vice, mm-hmm. we've gone on CNN and Fox and anywhere else that will interview us. We feel like that um, as God leads us to different shows, um, we will go on there to share this message um, to the best of our ability. So we're very thankful for this opportunity to be on with Jim Baker and uh, very excited about it. So please be in prayer for Dave tomorrow around the 11 a.m. mark and go watch the show at jimbakershow.com. All right, Doug, uh, the five things, what in the world is that about? Yeah, so, okay, so there's five things that we know that are prophesied in the Bible, and we can connect them to this uh, agreement, to this peace agreement that we're waiting for that's going to start this final seven years. So we've already covered what the covenant is. It's Israel's right to exist in the area. But one of the things, so we'll just go one, two, three, four, five. So one, the area of Judea, also known as the West Bank, will be given to the Palestinians as their homeland. And so this is something that is widely being spoken about. It's, it's been spoken about for a long time, even before uh, President Trump started the Abraham Accords or, or this prosperity for peace is what it was called originally. Uh, you know, they talked about this way back when President Clinton was in office and they talked about sharing the Temple Mount as well. So uh, number two, the Jews living in Palestinian homeland will be allowed to remain living as a Jewish minority in the new Palestinian homeland. So, so this is this is the um, the area of Judea that you just talked about. Yes. That'll be given to the Palestinians, but the Jews will be allowed to stay there because there's Jews living there now. Right. So right now we have what they consider the settlements, Mm -hmm. uh, land that was won in the 1967 war by Israel. Uh, And and now, like, you know, we talked about the other day how Abbas had gone before the U.N. and said that these Jewish people have a year to get out of these areas. Uh, If not, they're guilty of war crimes uh, because of uh, the uh, Article 2. Three, three, four. That uh, you know, the UN resolution two, two, or two, three, three, four. That was passed back in uh, 2016. Uh, so that was saying that anybody living in those 
areas were occupying that territory illegally, even though Israel won that land when they were attacked and took that land back. So anyway, what the what the situation is, they'll give that back to the Palestinians as their land only if they allow those Jewish people to be able to stay there. Now, the Jewish people will have a choice of if they're going to stay or if they're going to move out of those regions. Uh, but we won't take them out like they did in the Gaza Strip back in the 90s that we talked about the other day when these poor people were dragged out of their house crying and, you know, Palestinians ran into their homes the moment they were taken out and took their homes over and everything. And they just lost everything in one fell swoop. So they're not going to do that again. They're going to allow this to be part of the peace process. And we know that that's going to happen because this is in Matthew 24. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, so there will be Jews living in that area. So number three, the Temple Mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement so that both Muslims and Jews will be able to worship there. Hey, I was going to ask you about number two. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go back um, to two. So what will happen to those Jews? Are you want to save that for later? We'll, yeah, we were going to talk about that a little later. We can talk about it now, though. I mean, we can go back over it later. But Matthew 24, uh, starting in verse 15, tells us that when we see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, which is what we read about a while ago in Daniel 9.27, when we see that event happen, that the Jews living in Judea will need to flee for their life. They'll have to run for their life because that's where... Great tribulation is going to start. The scriptures tell us that then there will be great tribulation such as never has been before and never will be again. Letting us know that that's the great tribulation. So the event that's going to trigger that is the abomination of desolation, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. But that's when the Antichrist stands in the temple and declares himself to be God. So so the nation of Israel, the Israeli government is going to say the Palestinians can have this land. And the Jews can stay there. Right. And they're going to back out however, however involved they are now. Do they have troops in those areas right now? There, there are. I mean, we have a, a wide variety of situations going on there because, you know, there's a wall there. Yes. Uh, that leads into the city of Bethlehem. So all that area outside that wall is, yes, that's patrolled by uh, troops. So Israeli they're going to withdraw. They're going to withdraw, but what they've done is they've drawn up a map. Uh, we showed it last year. I wish I would have thought about it today. I would have thrown it up there and we could have a graphic to show everybody. But basically what they're doing is they're going to leave escape routes to where if anything were to ever happen, the Jewish people would have a way to get back into the, the land pretty easily. So it's almost like God saying, okay, here, here you go. We're going to set this up and, and you guys do this, giving them the idea that that's what they need to do. But it's, all these roads are going to be connected to lead them back home if they decide to leave. But it's going to be under Palestinian authority. So that means, just like right now, Vince, if you're a Palestinian uh, person living in Jerusalem, in the, uh, like the Jewish quarter in that area down, you know, where all the markets are and all that, you're a Palestinian person living under Jewish authority. So it's going to be the, the same thing. Mm-hmm. There'll be Jewish people living under Palestinian authority. Well, I was just sitting here thinking that it sounds a lot like what just happened in Afghanistan. Yes, it does sound a lot like <laughs> and that. And like, because we know what's coming right. for those people. Yeah. They're going to be slaughtered Yeah, and, if they and, don't get out. And some of that is already, I mean, they've already gone door to door in Afghanistan looking for Christians. Right. And, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Man, that looks a lot like what we read about in the Bible about what's going to happen in 
Judea to the Jews, and that's the whole idea behind our another Jewish Holocaust campaign is to make sure those Jews that are going to stay there know what's going to come, right? And help guide them out of there. Yeah. Um, and and so we have plans set in place that when we know the final seven years has started, and we know this peace agreement has sealed that deal that we're planning on going into these areas and door knocking, Mm -hmm. sending magazines to every house and uh, letting them know, look, the final seven years to the Battle of Armageddon has just started and here's what you need to know. And we've already got a magazine that's ready to go to print that's already printed up. So it's part of uh, what our um, Jerusalem JPC 1000, I guess is how I should say it. That's part of what that was all about. We spoke about that the other day. They call it the End Time 1000. There you go, End Time 1000. I knew, I knew it was something different and step than what I was one for that is to go enroll in JPC. There you go. Endtime.com slash JPC. You can enroll and become equipped to not only know your God, but to do exploits and to instruct many as we are navigating these end times. So do that at endtime.com slash jpc yeah i was just as you were reading it for the first time i was sitting here thinking man that sounds a lot like afghanistan and i don't want to forget that so that's why yeah. i wanted to well you know i mean circle back the, circle back the the thing about it is we as christians here in america we for some reason we feel as though we will never face tribulation uh, but there's there's Christians right now all over the world that are facing tribulation. Not the great tribulation, but they're going through some pretty uh, terrible times. Uh, we just, we're so spoiled here in the United States. I'll just say that once. and I know I may make some people mad, but we are uh, a little spoiled. So that third point there, the Temple Mount being placed under a sharing arrangement. Um, now this is something that Revelation chapter 12, or chapter 11, verse 1 and 2 talk about. It talks about... Uh, John was told to uh, go and measure the temple, but leave the outer court out. It'll be trodden down by the Gentiles for 42 months. So we, we know that there's going to be a temple built. We know that there's going to be worshipers there because it says count the worshipers therein, uh, measure the altar and, uh, and those that worship therein. So all of that is going to be there. It's not just going to be, I don't think at this point that it's just going to be a Muslim Jewish thing either, Vince. Because what are we seeing? Like we covered the other day in Abu Dhabi, there's a interfaithism uh, area being built where there's a Muslim mosque, a Catholic church, and a Jewish synagogue all being built in the same area. I think that with the world, uh, the world government kind of having authority over this area, they're going to open it up to all faiths, and that's part of what's in the Accords anyway. When it talks about the Temple Mount. It says that all religions should be able to respectfully go there and worship. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've already begun to see this in some of the stories that have come out where Jewish people who before were not allowed to go up and worship there or pray, uh, I should say, they've now been able to go up and pray. Where they used to have to do it in secret, now they're being told you can go up and it's okay if you go up and pray. So just an interesting point. And then number four, the Jews will be allowed to build their temple on the Temple Mount without disturbing the Dome of the Rock or the Al-Aska Mosque, uh, which we've talked about before. There's an area just north of the Dome of the Rock that looks like where they will be building uh, the, the temple there. And I know that some people say, hey, I've seen there's some building going on here and there. There is a Jewish center that's down by the uh, Wailing Wall, the Western Wall. Uh, there's, they're building a brand new complex down there. And what that's going to be is there's going to be an area for Jewish women and an area for Jewish men 
that is going to be like a really nice area where you can go in there because a, a lot of times when you go to Temple Mount, it's you know it's piping hot out there and you know you're out in the sun, you're exposed to concrete and all this stuff. They're making these really nice facilities where people can go and visit the Wailing Wall, and uh, that's what that structure is. A lot of people have been talking about. There's also a synagogue built underneath the Temple Mount that people have tried to say, well, the temple's already there. That's a synagogue. That's not the the Holy Temple. So there's a difference. Uh, just to kind of answer those questions, because I'm sure people will ask about that. Uh, and the fifth uh, point there is the issue of control over Jerusalem will re- remain unresolved. Consequently, its status will be put off until later and apparently seven years because we know from uh, Zechariah 14 that that's what the Battle of Armageddon is, is fought over. And the status of Jerusalem right now is still something that's up in the air uh, the Palestinians believe that they should have half of Jerusalem as their capital and the Jews should have half of the other. So that's something that they still dispute about. When Trump, uh, President Trump, I should say, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, but um, if when he said that Jerusalem was Israel's eternal capital and moved our embassy there, um, that was kind of like taking that off of the table for the peace agreement. He took Jerusalem out of the picture and said, okay, now let's build around this. That was always kind of the stumbling block for him. So anyway, that's where we are right now. So the question still remains, could we see the fulfillment of Daniel 927 in the near future? And let's go to that after the break and take a call before. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's go to Joe in New York. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. Can you guys hear me all right? We can. You look terrific. <laughs> Joe, what color is my hair? I don't know if you're watching. <laughs> I'm going to, again, because I can sit on this phone and talk forever. <laughs> we have to take our authority. A word to every listener, brothers and sisters in Christ. You put the truth of the scripture inside. A lot of people, well, what am I going to do? You, we are children of the living God start to decree into the spiritual realm above the USA the declarations that the Lord made in his word. Start living it, start praying it. And I would encourage you in your prayer meetings each day, take your authority. We are children of the living God. He wants us to stand. We put the word in us. We have the right to proclaim this into the earth. We are co-laborers with Christ, the scripture says. Joe, we're, we we're coming up on a break. Do you have a question okay. you want to throw in and we'll get to it afterward? Yes, I, I, I do. I have a question about the peace accord. What's your question? you got 10 seconds. Okay, well, with all the havoc that you're seeing, how do you think the Palestinian leaders are going to be turned around? All right, we will address that right after the break. Don't go anywhere. We'll get to more calls as well. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. 
It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. You're listening to an End of the Age Encore presentation. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have a few open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. Doug, before the break, we talked to Joe. He said we look terrific today. I'm thinking about making a T-shirt out of that. But nonetheless, I don't think he's watching. That's why I'm, I'm like... Surely he's not seeing us, you know. Just like, I asked him what color are my you hair saying, was. Are you saying we don't look terrific? Well, I'm like, <laughs> surely not. We don't look terrific every time. I but uh, I asked him what color my hair was to see if he's watching. Yeah. If you're not watching, I'm bald. But now he knows. If yeah. He didn't know before. Yeah. Well, you're not actually bald. You shave your head, so well, there's a difference. I had to put bald on my uh, license. So. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Well, the DMV considers you bald and you're bald. I consider myself bald as well. Okay. All right. Well, good. Well, Joe asked a question right there before the break, Vince. He asked about the current administration over the Palestinian Authority and how we would get to this point with those stumbling blocks in the way. So one of the things that we talked about on Tuesday's program, we talked about Abbas uh, had made a plea to the U.N. uh, last month and had said that... um, you know, we talked about it well ago that the Jews living in the occupied territory, occupied territory, uh, would have a year to to get out of that area, or that he would go forward with the World Criminal Court to pursue charges against um, those Jews living in that area. So the problem here is a boss. A boss has has been a ruler over um, the Palestinian Authority. He was only supposed to be in there for four years, and, and now he's like, I think, on his 15th or 17th year. I can't even remember. I can't keep up now. It's been a long time since uh, Arafat passed away. So Abbas has been there for a very long time, longer than he was supposed to be in office. And there is uh, this younger generation that's that's coming up, and they're beginning to see this. So an article that I looked at just before we went on the air today said that his approval rating was uh, very low, that... Uh, of the Palestinians living in Palestine say that he needs to be removed. And uh, so he he is this uh, force that's there right now. And, of course, you know, he's he's receiving funds from Hezbollah um, and from Hamas. 
and he is there lining his pockets while the people are the ones that's actually suffering. So there's there's a mindset coming along with the the Palestinian people, and then you've got the other Arab nations that are speaking into the Palestinian people and telling them that they need to seek peace with Israel because you see these other uh, Arab nations that are coming on with these accords uh, that are going to prosper from this. And once the Palestinian people begin to see that the Israeli people are standing up to what they've agreed on in these peace agreements and that um, the Arab nations are receiving these blessings, they're going to want that too. I mean, these are the people that are neighbors. They live right next door to Israel and they could prosper. They could have a wonderful area to live in. Uh, Their children could have wonderful educations. They could have uh, access to uh, drugs that would help their illnesses and things like this. Israel has uh, a lot of great technology. A lot of the technology we use here in this country has been discovered by Israel or developed by Israel. Medicines that we use also have been developed by Israel. But there's also, uh, you know, Trump told the Palestinians that the Gaza Strip could be the Middle East Riviera and it could be booming with tourist attractions and all kinds of things and they would be blessed by this situation if they would just come to the peace table. So I think people are beginning to wake up and take notice. If if you've got 78% of your people in your country want you removed, uh, well, maybe I just need to stop there. Uh, we'll just move on. Uh, I don't want to say too much. So we'll just, we'll, we'll move on. But that's how it's going to happen. Something's going to have to happen where a boss is... Uh, he's taken out of office or he's uh, replaced to where they get somebody in there that's more suited toward the peace agreement. All right. Well, the um, the Knesset met recently, yesterday. Yes. Was it? No, it was the, Monday, actually. Monday. Yes. Um, marking the one-year anniversary of the Abraham Accords. Yeah. And we wanted to get to an article here before we take more calls. One of the questions in the calls that we'll be addressing in a little bit is can we rule out Obama as the Antichrist. So we'll get to that. But first we wanted to make sure that everyone heard what was going on with the anniversary of the Abraham Accords. Uh, it's foreign, it says Foreign Minister's Yair Lapid said at the event that during his meeting in Washington he would deal with expanding the agreements. Quote, one of my topics on my trip tonight to Washington is the expansion of the number of countries in this agreement the Abraham Accords will go down in history is one of the moments when people chose life. The new government in Israel not only accepted and embraced Abraham Accords, it moved them forward. It made them a lever of a new reality, economic, security, and political. Lapid also said, I want to thank President Trump for his part in the agreements and thank opposition leader Netanyahu for doing a great deal with these agreements. The state of Israel owes him a lot. He called on other countries to join the Accords, especially the Palestinian Authority. Quote, I take this opportunity to call on the Palestinians as well as the citizens of every Arab nation to turn to peace. The people of Israel have not returned to their ancient homeland to fight, but to build a life of prosperity and good neighborliness here. Peace is not a compromise. It's the most decisive decision we can make. Peace is not a weakness. It embodies within it all the power of the human spirit, War is submission to all that is evil in us. Peace is the victory of all that is good in us. 
From here, from the free capital of Israel, Jerusalem, I say to all our enemies, if you ban war, if you ban wage war on us, you will lose. We are stronger than you think, more determined than you think, willing to sacrifice more than you believe. If instead you decide to join the Abraham Accords to bring prosperity, jobs, a culture of progress and success to your peoples, our hand is extended to you. Let's do it together. Former Prime Minister and Opposition Leader Benjamin Netanyahu noted that as long as they said it was impossible to make peace with the Arab world without making peace with the Palestinians, we could not make peace. We broke the Palestinian veto and brought in four historic peace agreements. Yeah, so they were. What he's saying there is, we we just kind of went out and made peace with these other nations and bypassed the Palestinian thing. There was, uh, you know, there was an accord called the uh, uh, Arab Accord. It was where they had made an agreement together. The Arabic nations had made an agreement that they would not normalize with Israel and they would not uh, have peace with Israel, and therefore uh, they would all band together against Israel but with like the times changing and the younger generation coming up and people seeing that there need to be peace there and they're tired of war we we see this where they're like no we can have peace with Israel we we can uh you know maintain a neighborly friendship with these guys and all exist here in this area so they just kind of bypassed the Palestinians uh in doing so so that's what he was talking about breaking that Palestinian veto. So what? What's so we we say that it has to be with the Palestinian people. Right. But there's four peace agreements, historic peace agreements that were made. Yeah. That many suspect could be the beginning of the final seven years. Yeah. Many suspect it could be that peace treaty that's talked about. Why are we so adamant that it has to involve the Palestinian people? Well, those are the two peoples that have always fought for this area, and the Palestinians still say that. Um, Israel belongs to them, that that land belongs to them, and that Israel came and occupied this land. Uh, They don't even... uh, I remember a a long time ago when Bill Clinton was having the the peace talks there at Camp David, and one of the things that was said was Arafat said there was never a Jewish temple on the Temple Mount. And Bill Clinton said he realized right there, President Bill Clinton said... He realized at that moment that they weren't going to be able to have peace. If Arafat wasn't even going to acknowledge the fact that there had been an Israeli uh, presence there in that land and that they had a temple on that Temple Mount, when Bill Clinton knew, uh, President Bill Clinton knew a lot of things <laughs> that, uh, you know, I mean, one of the things he says that as a young boy, his pastor told him, if you ever become president, always Remember to protect Israel. Don't ever turn your back on on Israel. So I'm just itching to do a Bill Clinton impersonation, but I'm not going to do it. (laughs) They might enjoy it. it. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like blowing that horn. Uh, But you know, I mean, that's so he understood. And when Arafat told him that, he knew. Okay, there's there's no making peace with these guys because Arafat claimed that they owned all the rights to Israel, and there was no way to both of those nations. But but the Bible doesn't say it's going to be Israel and Palestinians, right? It doesn't say that. But who controls the Temple Mount? It's certainly not Iran. Right. It's the Palestinians. Yeah. Well, it's the Arabs in general, I mean, sure. of that area. But yes, the Palestinian Authority has a huge presence there. And and who's controlling the West Bank? 
Palestinians. So what else is there? The then temple, there's the Gaza Strip. There's the Gaza Who Strip. the Gaza Strip? The Jews are going to be allowed to build their temple, uh, the Jerusalem control. Right. So it's like the reason why we are adamant that it has to be the Palestinian people is because these five elements that are going to be part of that treaty, uh, that agreement, Yeah. It, it, it would, if it's not the Palestinian people, it would require someone else to come in and take total control of these areas right. in order for the Israel people to make an agreement with them yeah. about those areas. So yeah. that's why I guess we, we don't see any other way around that. And, and one of the things about this particular accord, this Abraham accord that piqued our interest as well, is that scripture in Daniel says the many, there there's going to be many people involved in this uh, peace agreement. So that's what we're seeing here. We've never seen this before, Vince. We've never had a peace agreement where it was welcoming all of the Arab areas surrounding Israel to come in and have peace with them. And so when it says he shall make a covenant with many for one seven, that fits it well too. That fits that prophecy very well because we see many of these Arab nations coming in and making this agreement. So the the main primary focus is that we've got to get the Palestinians on board because those are the two peoples that have fought over this land forever. Uh, Pastor Baxter did a study uh, a long time ago where he showed that the uh, Philistine is the root of the Palestinian people. That's where they come from is the Philistines. When you look back in the Old Testament, that was always Israel's enemy was the Philistines. Uh, You know, some people say, well, the what we really got now with the Palestinian people, they were really more like nomads. But that's kind of what the Philistines were like anyway in the, that time. They were nomads that traveled in big groups and conquered places. So anyway, I mean, it, there's a lot of things that we could talk about to get into the history of it. But yes, we know that those two parties are the parties that fight over this disputed area. That's right now they're fighting over the settlements. And those are the only two parties that are fighting over that. Is it possible that the final seven years has begun and we didn't? We don't know. No, I don't believe so. I don't believe it could have started without this peace agreement with the Palestinians and without that temple beginning to be built. When we when we see that temple, or when we see them come to a table and say the Palestinians and the Israelis are signing a peace agreement, we're going to know right then. But when we hear that the Temple Mount is going to be shared and there's going to be Jewish a Jewish temple on that Temple Mount, we're going to know. With beyond a shadow of doubt, this is where we are. All right, we'll get into that and more on the other side of the break. Is Obama the Antichrist? Is Jared Kushner the Antichrist? We'll talk about these things and more on the other side. Give us a call at one eight seven seven in time. It's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
we survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. You're listening to an End of the Age Encore presentation. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME. Before we get back to the calls, I do want to hit one more story about the Knesset that happened yesterday, um, um, October 12th, two days ago. Uh, it says the Abraham Accords caucus has now been launched. This is a new thing with a mission to further the progress made through the U.S. brokered normalization agreements between Israel and the United, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Sudan, and Morocco. In attendance was Jared Kushner, who, has a key, who was a key negotiator in helping to make the accords a reality. Kushner re- recently co-founded, along with media mogul Ham Saban, the Abraham Accords Peace Institute to continue promoting normalization between Israel and her neighbors. Yeah, that's a, to me, that's a, that's a great thing. But one of the questions we're going to get now is, like you said before the break, is Jared Kushner the, uh, the Antichrist? Could he be? So here he is. He, he doesn't really have a political party behind him pushing this anymore. This has become something that he's going to carry on and, and work through. So he was working for uh, the Trump administration whenever he started this, but this is something that now he's carrying on. And, you know, Trump is out of the picture. He's not the president anymore. But here's Kushner going over there a year later, and now he's helped co-found uh, this institute to continue on with the peace agreement. So he's very serious about it. And and when all this happened before, they said, well, because Kushner is a Jewish person, the Antichrist would have to be a Jewish person so that the Jewish people would accept him. And these things, well, there's really not a, a lot of Bible that says that that has to happen. I don't know if there's any that says that he's a Jew. So uh, there, there you go. That's not something that's going to happen. But I know we're going to get this question. So... We can look at it a little bit to understand a little bit more. Uh, the word, like we talked about before, the word confirm means to agree with or make it stronger. And so there's going to be someone that's going to come into the picture that's going to agree with it or make it stronger, confirm it. Uh, we don't know who that's going to be. Bottom line is we can know, but we can only know when, Vince, in the middle of that seven years, right? So. In the middle of the seven years in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, it tells us some information there. There's a lot of information in this. And I left in verse 1 and 2 there just because I want everybody to understand that this was something even in Paul's day people were concerned with. So Paul is talking about it and then he tells us when we can expect this to happen. So let's read Second Thessalonians. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye may be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as far from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, 
so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Okay, so here, one of the things that they were concerned with, the, the people were concerned with the second coming of Jesus Christ and are being gathered to him. Well, Paul says, look, if anybody tells you this, don't worry about it because that's not going to happen until you see this man of sin, this son of perdition, uh, who is, will oppose and exalt himself above all that's called God. So Daniel confirms that this is the abomination of desolation. And Daniel... Uh, Chapter 11, verse 31, and also in 36. It says, And the arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. And verse 36 says, And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself, and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished for that is determined for that that is determined shall be done. Okay, so that lets you know that that is the abomination of desolation when he exalts him, exalts himself above everything that is called God and God himself. And so he does that at that uh, halfway point where he causes the abomination of desolation. So the thing is is we can speculate who we believe the antichrist may be. We know from Scripture, at least our opinion is, that the Antichrist will come from a revived Holy Roman Empire. It comes from Daniel chapter 2 where we talk about the statue with the uh, feet of iron mingled with clay. The ten toes are the same thing as the ten horns in Daniel 7. We see the Antichrist rise up out of those ten horns. Well, if the ten toes are part of the iron mingled with clay, we have the Holy Roman Empire element there. And that is the modern day EU. So we believe the Antichrist will come from the European Union, somewhere within the European Union, after a uh, ten-horn kingdom is established. And so uh, there are people that we look at on the radar that we think this this guy could be the guy, that guy could be the guy. But the thing is, bottom line, we won't know until the middle of that final seven years. All right, well, let's go to the phones. We'll go to Don in Colorado. Don, welcome to End of the Age. Hello, how you doing, guys? We're well, how are you? Good. Okay, so if you don't mind, I have two questions um, that I want to ask you. One of them was, is there any way that we we could rule out Obama from being the Antichrist? And then the second question is, is it possible that we won't know that we're in the final seven years until the last three and a half years when the confirmation of the covenant happens? Okay. So let's answer your second question first, Don, and I'll, I'll tell you okay. this. So we see that there's going to be a temple that's going to be built. That temple is going to have to be standing, and there's going to have to be uh, sacrifices going on in order for the Antichrist to stop the animal sacrifices. So when we know there's a Jewish temple being built there, we're going to know that we're in the final seven years. We, I'm not going to tell you that we're going to know exactly, okay, today's the day the final seven years starts. I would believe that that would be when we see the peace agreement with the Palestinian people and we see those five things that we said we believe have to uh, be part of that in order to be that peace agreement. So those five elements will have to exist in that peace agreement. If we see that and we see them signing on to that, we can pretty much say, okay, this, the final seven years has started. We're not going to know to a date and say, okay, it started on this day 
and you know like that i don't believe that's going to be the case but we're going to know by the signs of the things that are going on there in that peace agreement okay so we will know before we get to the abomination and desolation that we are in the final seven years just by there being a physical temple and uh worship and sacrifice starting there again okay uh so your first question can we rule out president obama uh I believe we can. I know that a lot of people say, well, you know, his birth certificate says that he was born in Hawaii, but he was really born, you know, in, um, I can't remember now where it is, somewhere in Africa that they say that he was born. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, that I know that there's a lot of that going on, and I know that a lot of people say that. Uh, so he's not really American, and, and could he rise up? I, I don't think that we can say with any kind of certainty that Obama could be the Antichrist. I know a lot of people believe that. And and remember, the Bible says that toward the end time, many Antichrists would come, but there was going to be the Antichrist, the, the one Antichrist that the Bible talks about. But there would be other people with Antichrist spirit. So we've seen this throughout time. A lot of people thought Hitler was the Antichrist. He was not the Antichrist, but he certainly had the Antichrist spirit on him. So I, I don't think that we can say Obama could be the Antichrist, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see if he were to get in somehow and become a ruler over uh, a 10 nation union. Then, you know, you, we can't rule out that possibility of somebody going over into Europe and, and rising up in a 10 nation union. That's really where we need to look. But I, I don't think that there's any way Obama's the Antichrist. Okay, and then the final three and a half years, I mean, is that possible that that's not settled until the Antichrist actually settles the Temple Mount? Like, maybe that's going to happen in the last three and a half years and not at the beginning of the seven years. So the Antichrist will come in the middle of that seven years. He'll he'll be there right at the beginning. That's when the tribulation starts. So Matthew uh, 24, verse 15 through 29 or, or 21, I, I'm sorry. And it says that um, when you see the abomination of desolation as spoken of by the prophet Daniel, stand in the holy place, then let those who are in Judea flee. And it says they, they shouldn't go back to their home, pray that it's not in the wintertime, pray that you're not pregnant, all these things. And then it says, for then there shall be great tribulation. So that event, when he causes the abomination of desolation in the middle of that, three and a half years, that starts the final three and a half years. That starts the Great Tribulation. So, Don, there has to be a temple, and so until that temple gets, uh, the construction on the temple begins, you know, we I guess it's possible we wouldn't know until then, but when there's an agreement between Israel and the Palestinians, everybody in the world is going to be talking about it, mm-hmm. and then a temple mount, a temple construction will begin soon thereafter. So I don't see it being at that moment when we find out. We'll have some sort of notice, um, and I would say it would be quite advanced because we're looking for it every single day. And uh, when that agreement comes, we'll be talking about it a lot here, and then we'll see the construction begin. Yeah. Dave will be doing cartwheels off his desk when that happens. And you'll be blowing that horn. I guess so. Well, thanks for your call, Don. We appreciate the question. Let's go to Sharon in Oklahoma. Sharon, welcome to End of the Age. The horn that day. He can blow the horn. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we're going to know it's going to be 
seven years because not only the uh, peace agreement, the six trumpet war. Yeah. Doesn't that have to occur? Yes, it will happen. We don't know which one happens first, but we do lean toward that war happening. And, and then from the results of that war, we move into this peace agreement. That's, that is what we believe. And, and we watch that every day as well. Uh, you know, that's, yeah, well, I'm saying, you know, I mean, it's not only just the peace agreement. That war right. has to occur. Yeah. And do you think there's any way that this COVID, I mean, it says in the Bible, doesn't it say that their eyes are going to burn back into their head or burn back, something well, like that to make you sound, it, it sounds nuclear. Yeah, well, that happens in Zechariah 14. That's at the Battle of Armageddon where it talks about their tongues will dissolve in their mouth and their eyes will dissolve in their sockets and things like that. That does sound like nuclear, but that's the Battle of Armageddon that's that Armageddon. that takes place. Yeah, but but it oh, does so tell COVID, us... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say the COVID could possibly be, maybe? I don't, I don't know that the COVID situation is is part of the one-third of mankind dying, but... Well, I'm not talking about just... Sorry, I'm not talking about the COVID. I'm talking about the COVID vaccine, the injuries that the vaccine is causing, and all these people are dying because of the vaccine. Right. Well, I hear what what you're saying, but Scripture says that the one-third is going to die by uh, the smoke, the fire, and the brimstone, uh, which definitely is, is talking about a war implement or war weapons there that caused a third of mankind to die. But just going back on the COVID situation, if, if something were to happen that we found out that the COVID vaccine was deliberately made in a, in a lab and deliberately released on people, I mean, that could be something that would cause it nations was. to go to war. Well, we are running out of time, Sharon. We've got 30 seconds before we're One cut more off. Question. One more question. We, we don't have time. Answer. I'm so sorry. We literally are about to be mm-hmm. shut off. So... Uh, tomorrow is open line. You can call back tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting from right here at 3 p.m. Central Time. Open line, so it's all about your calls. So give us a call then at 877-END-TIME. Uh, we do appreciate you joining us today. Tomorrow it'll be just done, so you don't want to miss it. It'll be a very exciting day. All right, we'll see you then. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.